Hello, everybody, and welcome. You're listening today to the SGA Hotcast. Uh, the Hotcast is a program that's made just for you, and it's to establish a connection between you and the IUP community. We hope to answer all of your questions, and we're, exci- we're excited to have this second episode. I am your host. My name is Hamza, and I'm a rising senior here at IUP, and I am as well your public relations officer on SGA. Today in episode two, we're going to be discussing about mental health resources and counseling at our IUP. Hopefully, we'll answer all your questions, tell you a little bit more about the programs IUP has to offer to ensure your health and safety here on, on campus and off campus as well. Uh, I'd like to welcome our guest today, uh, Suzanne Graham, and she is the clinical case manager here at IUP. How are you? How are you, Susan? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit more about what's your role here at IUP? And- sure. Absolutely. Um, so I'm the clinical case manager. Um, this is a role it started in 2018. Um, I'm sorry, 2019. So I am the very first case manager at the university. I am the only case manager at the university. And my role is I'm in the I'm back in the counseling center. So I'm a clinical case manager. Um, I connect students to resources and services. Um, sometimes that has to do with mental health. So there are times where um, if If somebody is being seen here, we have a scope of service at the counseling center. So just like if you had, let's say, um, you needed surgery and you went to health services, they they would say, well, we're not capable of doing this here. And they would refer you to the hospital. Um, If your issues are such that you need longer term counseling, or that would be more beneficial or something specialized, then I'm going to be the person that would refer you to a provider out in the community that can meet your needs. Um, So that's one thing I do. Um, So I I do a lot of referrals um, out. Um, Also, if we have a student that uh, goes to inpatient hospitalization for their mental health issues, I follow them through that hospitalization and I help to transition them back to IUP. Um, And I I work with um, the academic side so I can connect them to services once they come out for their mental health, such as counseling and psychiatric services. But I also uh, work with the academic side. So getting, letting their AD know um, that they are away on uh, medical leave uh, the aging can alert the um, students' professors. No one really knows why they're out on medical leave. That is confidential. They just um, are told the student is out on medical leave. Please work with them when they come back. Uh, but that way, we don't have professors wondering where students are um, and being concerned about them. The other thing I do is I help students um, connect to all kinds of resources. So lately I've been, I can sign people up if they qualify for health insurance through medical assistance. I can help them sign up for the SNAP program, which was formerly called food stamps if they um, need food. And that program has expanded. So if a student has works, if they're awarded work study, federal work study, even if they don't have a job, we can apply so that they can Um, receive SNAP, which is a monthly um, amount of money. You get a card and it's an amount of money that you can spend every month on food. Um, The other thing that I've been doing a lot of here is signing people up for LIHEAP. And LIHEAP is a 
um, heating programs. So if you're having very high heat bills and you are responsible for them, um, we can see if we can sign you up. It's a one-time payment that is made to your energy provider, um, which can really help if you have a high electric bill. And I, I connect people to other things like um, I have vouchers for clothing if somebody is low on clothing. Um, I've helped uh, some juvenile diabetics find insulin. Um, often work with international students who um, maybe needed some medical care, but um, it was something more than health services could provide or dental care, those kinds of things. That's awesome. That's a, that looks like a variety of different things that you can do in your position. Uh, I just have a quick question about uh, counseling. Uh, is that covered by our health insurance if we have? So you don't need health insurance for counseling. Uh, back here in the counseling center, your wellness fee pays for it. So you've kind of already paid for it. So you don't need insurance and you don't need any cash. You can just call the counseling center or email them and tell them you're interested in starting counseling. And we have a wonderful secretary back here. Her name is Christy and she will get you scheduled. Um, and if we have students that are struggling, um, maybe a need to come in right away. I know we used to have walk-in hours and COVID has stopped that. All of our appointments are done through Zoom. Um, but we can, if somebody calls before 3 p.m., we can usually see them that, that day. Um, and if we have somebody, let's say they have uh, not very good internet access, they don't have a computer, or maybe they don't have privacy. We do have a room that they can come in and use to Zoom with their counselor. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a, a quick question about, uh, is there a minimum amount of sessions that students, if they're going through counseling that they will take, or is there such a limit? So I know that's always a big concern for students because we do, we are limited in that during breaks, our, our psychologists are not here. So we do more limited counseling. However, that's left up to clinical judgment. Um, so if somebody appears to need a longer amount of time and, and we are able to do it, we certainly can accommodate students. If the student is going to need ongoing counseling it's more than our case, our, our counselors can do. Um, that's when they get referred to me and I can refer them out into the community. Um, we use, we typically use their private insurance. Again, if they don't have any, we can, uh, I can see if I can sign them up for insurance so that they would have it. And I can get them connected to um, counselors in our community. Awesome, that sounds great. Uh, I do want to encourage our students who are struggling that counseling is a really good thing. Uh, you can't even imagine how many people go through counseling at least once in their life. And it is an opportunity for you to become stronger and another step for towards you becoming a better person tomorrow. Uh, I would like to ask you, Susan, about uh, self-care tips for students. You know, we're in a time of COVID and what are important tips that you think students should take while during this time? So one of the things I, I frequently speak to students about, in my mind, I'm thinking getting back to the basics. So a lot of times students will neglect these things. So are you getting enough sleep? So we know that people need 
I think it's like seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. If you're trying to survive on four hours of sleep a night, eventually it will catch up with you. And lack of sleep does affect your mental health. Are you eating well? Um, again, I feel like such a mom saying this, but are you eating well? <laughs> if, you're, if you're filling your body with junk food, um, not good food, or not enough food, um, or too much caffeine, um, that's going to affect your sleep. It's going to affect the way you feel. So eating on a regular basis, eating healthy food. Are you staying hydrated? <laughs> that's really important. That's important. Water has been shown to really be good. I mean, we're, what are we, 70% water in our body. So drinking enough water, it affects your brain. And that is a wonderful thing. So those are the things that I think are very important. Also, taking time for yourself. So there's got to be balance in your life. Um, you can't be all work. If you work all the time, eventually you will burn out. So taking some time for yourself. So I've had people say it goes both ways. Sometimes students, they start to have too much fun and do too many social things and their academics suffer. You can do both, but you know, you have to moderate. Um, so taking time to moderate, I would say, um, I, we used to have a psychologist here. She retired, her name was Dr. Kim Weiner. And she um, specialized in meditation. And she would say, if you meditate for 10 minutes a day, evidence has shown that that can be extremely effective and healthy and have a lot of good benefits from reducing anxiety from, to um, helping you sleep better, feel calmer. And 10 minutes is not a lot of time. Um, and there's a lot of different really good apps like Breathe and Headspace that you can do. Um, and if you call here, we can certainly give you more ideas, but those are good. And then the other thing is exercise. I've talked to many students and I'll say, so how often are you getting out? And they'll say, I leave my, my room twice a day to go get something to eat. You should be getting out every day, even if it's just a walk around your residence hall, walk around the block, Getting out, that sunlight helps you. It makes you feel better. It makes you more relaxed. Exactly. Thank you, Susan, for these tips. I would like to also share some of my tips, which are, are pretty close to yours. But like uh, making connections, staying connected with friends and your family. Uh, ask for help when you need it. It certainly takes off the pressure off of you. And you'll feel way a lot better when you're doing your assignments. Uh, as well as meditation, workout, same as you said, Susan, exercise, uh, keep that blood flowing to increase your oxygen in your body. It uh, keeps your mind in state and helps you finish up your stuff in a good, reasonable amount of time and helps you from procrastination too. Uh, also go for a walk or a run. This is something that I do during my days. Sometimes I go for a five, 10 minute run, uh, keeps my uh, blood flowing through the system and uh, just makes me back in shape and ready to go and do my other things that I have to complete the day. Uh, thank you, Susan, again. You're welcome. Uh, the last question that I have is, or actually the one before the last question, uh, if someone runs into a situation of, for example, racism or sexual misconduct, uh, what should they do? What's the first steps that they should do? So on the IEP website, it has report an incident of concern. And those incidents go to our Title IX coordinator, um, Elise Glenn. 
So if you are faced with um, a racist situa situation, it would be good to report it to Elise. Um, you can go on that website and report it um, and it has to be addressed. So that is one thing, but also take care of yourself. So you may wanna come in and talk to somebody. Um, one of the things that people think or students think is when they come into counseling, they have to come out on a weekly basis every week because they started it. You can come in for one or two sessions or whatever you need to maybe process a situation. Um, and so um, that's something I would recommend. Um, also, um, with sex, you said sexual harassment, um, we do have the Haven Project offers education with it, but we, if you mention it here, we have Haven psychologists, uh, Dr. Jessica Miller is our Haven psychologist, but our other psychologists can address too. They can talk with you about your reporting options mm -hmm. in a confidential way. Uh, because we are confidential here and let you kind of process what's the best option for you to report or how do you want to address it. Awesome. Thank you, Susan. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give me if I was a student leader and I had been in a situation like with another student or something, how could I be helpful for them? So give me a little more information. You're in a situation with another student not in a situation like this. Like, let's say for an example, if a student had like stress or depression, how could I, how could I be as a student leader helpful for that student? What are some steps that I could take? So listening is, a, is just, it's a very good thing and active listening. And I know people kind of sometimes make fun of that, but active listening is not a bad thing. So just really listening to them, maybe and letting them talk to you without immediately trying to solve their problem um, and repeating back to them. So you can say, so you're saying that this situation has you really feeling frustrated and upset. You don't know where to turn, just kind of saying back to them so they can hear what they're saying. So I think talking is good. Um, I also think knowing your resources. We have a lot of different resources on campus. So we do have a counseling center. Um, we are not always open. Um, so we are here from eight to 4.30. Um, there are times during breaks or things we're not here, but we have the crisis hotline, Armstrong Indiana crisis hotline. It answers 24 seven, 365. I'm just gonna pull, I have a mug here. It has the number on, it is 877-333-2470. And you can call, and you do not have to be in a life or death crisis. If you need someone to talk to, they are there for you. They're very supportive. There's also the crisis text line. Some people want to kind of process, but don't want to have to speak about it. You can text hello to, uh, four, seven, wait, seven, four, I'm sorry, seven, four, one, seven, four, one. And you'll get two automated responses and then you get connected with the counselor and the entire um, episode is done through text. So those are some options. And I, I also, I just wanna plug our Just Pause Therapy Dogs. Huh? Um, every Monday, I think from six to seven, um, o'clock in Folger Dining Hall. They are there, they are spread out. So just even going to pet a, pet a dog, it has been shown to lower 
your stress. Absolutely. Dogs are amazing. I love them too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Um, This is really amazing insight from you. I hope our listeners today will be, uh, will see this as a helpful for them, see the value in this. And I hope that this encourages them to be, take the first steps to become better people, have better people tomorrow as well. Just aim to become better people throughout their time here at IUP. Uh, Thank you, Susan, again. Thank you for being on this show. Uh, To all of our listeners, thank you for listening. We hope that this episode was really helpful for you, gives you an insight where to start. And we ask that always ask for help. It's a strength. And you'll be surprised that how many people just went through counseling at least one time in their life. Uh, You can't believe how many people went through it. And it's an opportunity for you to become stronger and become better people tomorrow. Uh, We look forward to have all of you back in episode three, where we're going to be meeting with IUP president, Dr. Driscoll and Alex Fiefel. And we're going to be talking about important topics and events that will be happening around campus, as well as where IUP is going to be heading within this year and the next couple years as well. Uh, Any questions that you have, SGA is here to help. This is Hamza Samor, and this is the SGA Hawkcast. Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you, Susan, for being on this show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.